tomorrow. Yeah, my bad. My bad. I know. I know. Um, I'm not going to apologize because I don't want this to be something that I apologize for because this was just meant to be something that I do for fun and it still is. I just have had a rough while. You know how I was saying for the last couple weeks of this episode that I posted, this week's been kind of rough. Yeah, well, that was like a really steep hike and then, and then I got pushed off a cliff and then once I thought I stopped falling, I slipped on a rock on this very thin ledge that I was on and I fell even further down and I got lost in the Grand Canyon somehow, even though I wasn't even there. Um, so, <laughs> and then I drowned somehow in the desert. Um, needless to say, it's been bad. It's been pretty fucking horrible. Uh, but hopefully things are mellowing out a little bit. Um, every time I say that, every time I think that, I'm like, okay, now I can post the part because I have this up this podcast episode pre-recorded because I had recorded it and intended it to post intended to post it um the same same week I recorded it but then everything went to shit and I had no energy no mental capacity no ability to edit the very very small amount that I usually edit um in the podcast to finish it and have it ready to upload and then upload it. Um, also, sorry for the audio quality. I am recording this at 1.45 a.m. Uh, in my room. So, not going to be as great quality audio as the Frog Pond, but um, I kept recording, re-recording intros for this um, to put at the beginning of the podcast episode because I I was going to post it because I was like, okay, things have finally sorted themselves out a little bit. Um, maybe I can do this now. Uh, and then I would proceed to drown in the desert again. Um, so hopefully this is the last time I'm having to record an intro to before to, to go before the intro of the next of this podcast episode. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up a routine of doing this podcast. I do still want to keep doing the podcast because it is fun for me and I do really like it. I just don't have time or energy and things are not going as in my way as they need to be for me to have enough of me to devote to this, you know? Um, so... I was on a weekly basis, um, not regularly on which days specifically, but like once a week I would post, uh, but I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, it's definitely not going to be weekly when I post, uh, I'm going to be like Daniel Howell and post once every while, surprise you with a lot of episodes and short bursts. And then disappear. <laughs> Hopefully not. But, you know, I got a lot of big stuff coming up in the next couple months. Because I'm doing a really big move. And there's a lot of complicated stuff that goes along with that. 
Um, so I, I don't know how much of me I'm going to be able to devote to anything other than the move. But I will try because this is really fun. Um, but yeah, this is a really, really long pre-intro to the intro. So I'm going to cut myself off here. This is not another podcast. <laughs> um, but yes, hopefully things will sort themselves out a little bit more. Things will settle and I will be able to continue more regularly doing this. Um, but yeah, hope you all have been well. My condolences for any negative feelings you might have had because of my hiatus. Not that I'm really... No, I'm going to cut myself off. I'm going to talk forever. Um, enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Hope you all have been well these past few weeks. Alright, toss it into future my canal. Bye-bye. Don't you think that it's really a compliment towards the guy... If he's the reason the girl he's dating realizes she's a lesbian. Like, if you think about it, that means that she felt comfortable enough around you to try to be something more. Even though she's uncomfortable around all other men, romantically. You were, well, uncomfortable around all men romantically, but you were warm enough that she felt safe with you. I, I don't know. There's just a thought I had this week, and I feel like a lot of guys take it as a diss. Like, they weren't good enough for their ex-partner, whereas I really think it's quite the opposite. But anyways, welcome, welcome, hello, I'm out. Welcome back to the Sexually Anxious Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Micah, aka me. I hope you all are well. I'm coming at you post-Mother's Day weekend, and boy, howdy, I was right, that was awful. <laughs> it was so bad. However... I do think Valentine's Day was honestly worse. Um, still was horrid. And oh lordy, I worked a 10 hour shift yesterday. And that's not okay. I mean, usually I work one job in the morning. And, and then my second job in the evening. And so I work 10 plus hours consistently anyways. But I've never worked a 10 hour shift at my second job. The fuck? Sorry, something keeps flashing and it's really scaring me because it's like it's not lightning, it's not a storm. What is it? It keeps flashing like it's lightning though. It's like there's not a cloud in the sky right now. I mean, there are, but like there, it's like a mist, really. You, you can really barely call them clouds. It's like there's not a storm. Why is what's flashing? I'm gonna get abducted, y'all. <laughs> I'm out here late in the evening recording this, um, because it was just so hot today, and for some reason, I'm not that tired right now, so we out here at the Frog Pond, as I've determined that this is the best place for a podcast. It is so cozy. I do feel like I'm about to get murdered, though, because my back is to a, a very open field. I wouldn't call it a field. Maybe it's a little bit of a field. Um, but it's not like a field, you know, but I'm facing the frog pond and my back is very much exposed to the road and this field. So I do feel like this is the perfect time for someone to murder me, which is why I don't have my headphones on recording this episode. However, I'm willing to risk it all for the podcast, apparently. <laughs> but anyways, uh, oh 
my goodness. I don't know where I left off because I got distracted by the light. Um, but yeah, worked a 10 hour shift yesterday and that's not cool. Not, not cool at all. Uh, work one job and I totally said this, but yeah, overall, ouch. That's my opinion of a 10 hour shift at my second job. Not, not awesome. <laughs> I don't know how my coworkers are pulling doubles at that hellhole all the time. I, mean, I, I could not, I could never do that. Um, my body would crumble. <laughs> I mean, like, my job is a lot more physically intense than theirs, but I feel like their jobs are more stressful. At least would be for, a lot more stressful for me than the job that I work. I don't know. But I absolutely rocked Mother's Day. Not to brag or anything, um, but holy shit. If anyone else were doing my tasks, we would have gotten out at 2 a.m. And I got us out before midnight. So, I think I deserve a fucking medal. It's a, a medal-worthy achievement. Or at least a raise-worthy achievement. Especially while noting that my coworkers are... What is flashing? This is really scary. What the fuck is that? I don't like this at all. It's like a very bright flash, too. I feel like I'm gonna die. Ugh. Anyways. Risking out for the pod. <laughs> Doing it for the line, I guess. Oh my gosh, wait. No, it's it's coming from over there. Is there is there a storm over there going on? I need to get up and figure this out. I, I need to know. I need to know. We're going on a little walk. Because I need to see where this flash is. If someone's taking my stuff, I'm gonna cry. Okay, it does seem like there are more clouds over there, but it's not raining. I don't like this at all. I don't like this at all. Oh, there's totally a storm. There's totally a storm. Oh my gosh. Ooh, that's fun. Okay, we'll, we'll see how far I can get um, in this pod before I have to go back inside uh, due to there being literal lightning next to me. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um... Especially while noting that my coworkers are so genuinely infuriating and don't treat me as a human being. Why is the train so fucking scary right now? Maybe this was a really bad idea <laughs> to record this at night. I swear the train doesn't normally sound that scary. I hope y'all hear that over the frogs. It's, it, ugh. Anyways, I need to get through this pod so I don't get struck by lightning. <laughs> Um, and my coworkers don't treat me like a human being ever. So basically, I deserve like a $30 an hour minimum for dealing with their bullshit. Uh, that being said, today's topic is not me talking about my workplace. It is apparently the, uh, impending doom of this storm and femininity. <laughs> Specifically, my relationship with femininity as this podcast is just my thoughts and feelings bleeding out of my mouth for all you sexy vampires to enjoy. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, I had no idea where that sentence was going in any way, shape, or form. Each word was a reach in the dark. Um, <laughs> anyways, getting into it. Um, I don't think I have the relationship I want to have with femininity. 
<laughs> the lightning just struck again. This is so scary. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my gosh, this is not good. <laughs> I really should go inside, but I don't want to. Um, anyways, I am a person who was raised as a woman, and I have since found out that I do not identify with that. And have discovered that I really don't feel like I have a gender. But what makes me feel most comfortable tends to lean towards being more masculine. Um, anyone who thinks being trans is a choice, bro. I would kill to be able to wear swooshy dresses and long skirts and have long hair and do my makeup. But I can't because it makes me feel super dysphoric and awful. It sucks. It sucks so much. I am so happy for trans individuals who feel comfortable wearing whatever they want, regardless of gender. But I am not one of those people. It makes me feel really gross, and I want to like it so bad. I want to like it so bad, but I can't. I can't do it. It's like, do you see all those movies where, like, with princesses and like just like, regal, like high up people, or like even just like anyone from the past, like when everyone wore like really big skirts and I, I want to do that I want to be a peasant woman who wears skirts with aprons all the time it looks so cool and I want to be that I don't want to be a peasant woman in that time period however I want to wear dresses <laughs> but I I can't I've tried a couple times since like knowing that I'm not a woman because like for a while, I still had all my clothes that I would wear when I was, when I didn't, I didn't know, and, um, yeah, no, it was, it, I was, I had always been uncomfortable in those clothes, but I got even more uncomfortable, and I was like, I can't wear these ever again, I'm, uh, this is awful, <laughs> it's so sad, so sad, I desperately wish to be a maxi skirt, eyeliner, bows and hair girly, but that has always brought set about such deep set uncomfort within me, and thus I cannot partake in this aesthetic. However, my heart longs for it. <laughs> However, I'm gonna reuse this word because I don't feel like making of another transition. Um, being trans has made me idealize masculine traits and masculinity as a whole way more. And I hesitate to say demonize because it isn't that intense, but I have a negative connotation with femininity. And this deeply upsets me. Oh, mother of all things Jesus, that frog scared the shit out of me. Oh my gosh, why do you sound like that? Oh, why, why did it sound like it was dying? Anyways, um... My negative connotation with femininity really, really deeply upsets me. Um, I didn't realize that my mindset was straying uh, in that direction for so long, which led to a lot of unfortunate posturing, which makes me uncomfortable thinking about. Um, but the truth is, like, I'm, I'm never going to be the most quote-unquote masculine man, and I wouldn't want to be. I literally hate men, and I also don't want to be a man. Uh, I love when men embrace femininity and feminine traits, whether that be in character or in wardrobe. I love to see it. I love it. I love it. I think it's such a good look on men. But when it comes to me, when I see myself being feminine, I'm like almost disgusted as I want so badly to not be perceived as a woman. And I'm so overly analytical about with my appearance, trying to determine whether or not I seem masculine or not. 
it's 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 trying to in trying to accept whoa in trying to accept that i'm not this like hyper femme individual i was pretending to be and trying so hard to lean into i leaned too much into the want to connect with my masculinity and ended up falling hard on my face into rejecting anything about myself that is feminine um and the truth is though that the parts of me that are femme are my favorite aspects of me I love women. I love femininity. I think it's so attractive and I think it's just, like, not just attractive. I think it's just wonderful qualities. I think, like, I have such respect for people who embrace these qualities about themselves. I, I, I find them admirable, which is why, like, part of the reason why they are attractive to me. Because I, I, I respect, I respect these qualities so much, you know? And I, I, I place such high value on these traits, which, that, um, the ones that are associated with femininity, femininity, <sighs> such a difficult word. <laughs> and I love being surrounded with femininity, and I put such faith and trust into femininity surviving against all odds. I'm such a girl's lad. I am for the girls. I'm with the girls. I am as much of one of the girls as I can be with my gender limitations. I just love it all, and I want to connect with it more. Uh, I want to feel okay exploring my femininity without feeling like I'm betraying myself, if that makes sense. I want to feel comfortable in what about me naturally falls into the feminine category and embrace it. I think it all boils down to me trying to convince others of my gender, which is some bullshit in itself, but I, I just want so badly to be perceived as a man by strangers and or acquaintances. Um, and I'm letting that cloud my judgment as to who I am and who I wish to be. Almost like I feel like I have to prove I'm trans enough to deserve my pronouns, like that makes any goddamn sense. With my best friends, I'm, I'm comfortable sim simply being and not micromanaging my posture, voice, etc. Because my best friends know and respect my identity, and whether I talk in a lower voice or not doesn't change that. However, if I am to take photos with people, that all comes swimming back, and I'm all of a sudden trying my best to not look too feminine for the picture, because, of course, people are going to see that, and perceive me in some way, and... Ah, I, I know that I don't have any real control over how people perceive me, but at least in my head, I feel like I can influence their perception a little bit. And I also do, again, feel more comfortable being masked to a certain extent. But I am naturally a little bit more masculine than some other people. And like, of course, I'm also more femme than some other people. It's just the way it goes. But I do fit into an overall more masculine category. Um, however, I don't think I'm cut out for... I, I don't think I'm cut out for it. Y'all, holy shit. Like, in relationships? <clears throat> no thanks. I, I'm all for being the more ambiguously masculine person in a partnership, but I have way too much fucking anxiety to initiate more than, like, a date or asking them to maybe be my partner. I can do those things. I can be like, hey, will you be my girlfriend? I'm so, I'm so sweet about it, too. I made, like, a Google slideshow. Not a Google slideshow. Um, one of those, uh, quizzes or, like, surveys or whatever. Um the google surveys or i think that's what they're called i don't know but that I, I made one of those for to ask out my uh my last girlfriend and it was so sweet she loved it so much she was very surprised and it worked um like i'm i'm all for that that i can do that feels like more like 
there I don't know it's like more of a creative process and I I knowing me I will only do it if I'm like certain that I know what the answer is going to be so I can be prepared for it and it's like also I don't really mind rejection like yeah rejection sucks but I'm not going to be like all mad and like be like <sighs> and pout about it for like months and make it everyone's problem um and ruin relationships over it it's like if you don't want to go on a date with me that's fine i just thought you were cool did you take the compliment i'm gonna leave that's fine <laughs> it's like i don't i don't i don't mind that but like i cannot for the life of me initiate physical contact I, I can't. It's it's not happening. I need someone else to do it for me. Because try as I might, I'm no use in that department. Once it has been initiated, I'm good. I'm good. Someone just has to turn the car on, and then I can drive us where we want to go. My wrist is just too fucking weak to turn the key, apparently. Um, <laughs> what an odd analogy, but I guess it works. <laughs> in my last relationship, it was very clear that I was the person who was slated to initiate everything. Because not only was I my ex's first relationship, but she very much leaned into the traditional feminine role in relationships depicted in books and movies, where the woman just pines for this man, and then the man gently takes control and initiates everything. I, and I could not be that fictional man for her. Try as I might. I just never fit the role she wanted me to fill, because I'm not that person. I'm not... I, I don't... Like, I am masculine, but I'm not all of it you know like I, I don't know I don't know if that makes sense but I'm more of a balance between feminine and masculine than completely masculine and like I mean like, oh I know a lot of guys who don't fit into that that sort of like a charming suave nature that is depicted in these films as well of course but it's yeah, I feel like it's definitely a struggle for queer people finding themselves in a relationship because there's not a lot of representation in media about queer relationships that feel like, like, a lot of them are toxic. The ones that are depicted in media, like, what's that about? Why can't I just have a sweet romance, you know? Why does one of them, like, why does it have to be problematic? Why is it all surrounding drugs and alcohol a lot of the time? Like, I just want a cute lesbian couple who are sweet with each other, and they're like the whole story is about them trying to like win this fight against the the city in restoring this old town home and then them living in it or whatever because it's beautiful and the city wants to sell it and like build a mall on it or something like i feel like that would be so much sweeter than all i i don't know i don't like it like i feel like there's so many queer relationships that don't like with people who aren't people who party or drink or like smoke or do drugs in general and i'm missing the rep i'm missing the representation and i feel like that's a lot of why it's it's been difficult for me to find my like what my role is in a relationship like not that people need like roles but I tried so hard to fit into the traditionally masculine role because that's 
all the representation I had. It's all, like, I've ever seen. So I was like, I was trying so hard to be that. But I'm just not that. I'm not that at all. And it might be the autism. Like, it is definitely the autism. Uh, but, like, social in, like, situations like that, I, I struggle a lot. And so it's like, uh, and there's no autistic relationships shown in media either and ugh, yeah it's a whole thing <laughs> i could not be that for her but it's okay you live and you learn i also think society's depictions of masculinity and media and the overall discussion throughout time has been putting masculine traits on such a high pedestal making the less masculine individual feel less than if they cannot fit that role so naturally this is rather fucked if I do say so myself. There's no reason why feminine traits should be deemed as less valuable, or that any traits in general, mask or femme, need to be valuable to society to be valid and worthwhile aspects of humanity that deserve to be embraced to the fullest extent. Embracing all facets of ourselves makes us so much more powerful, and I don't know, in my head, acceptance feels like golden light pouring out of one's chest. That's what I think of Every single time I, I think of the word acceptance or like such such joy. Um, sorry, the lightning is worrying me a little bit because the storm is approaching. Uh, I, the clouds are not a mist anymore; they are clouds. <laughs> Anyways, it feels like like golden light, in my opinion. Like that you glow when you are truest to yourself, and I think essentially what I want to be is a himbo <laughs> in a relationship with a dom femme individual <laughs> i think that's what i want like I'm, I'm just along for the ride and i get to be all sweet and loving as i am and like stupidly charming and i don't have to initiate things to start with and i also have some allowance to be majorly stupid um perfect setup perfect setup in my opinion also Y'all, side note, you should be proud of me. My phone is on silent. I, I noticed because I got... Uh, Miguel is texting me right now. And y'all can't hear it. Did I start this podcast with my uh, my notifications on? And then have to re refilm it because uh, it, it Miguel is texting me a lot? <laughs> yes. However, we don't need to... D dwell on that too long we just need to stay in the moment and appreciate what we have okay <laughs> not the past the, the present please <laughs> anyways i was just thinking about the world's himbo cronk from emperor's new groove when i was writing that and then i remembered how jaw-droppingly hot and sexy pacho's wife chicha is and holy hell she's so pretty what I would give Pacha better fucking watch out. <laughs> She's so pretty. What the fuck? Honestly, the hottest woman that Disney has ever animated. That's a Disney film, right? Right? I don't know. But, anyways, uh, number one. Number one is Chicha. I fucking love her. <laughs> But yeah, I love women, and I think it's incredibly hypocritical of me to adore all of these traits I see in others, 
that I admire and not embrace them when I find them within myself. Femininity is beautiful and I would it would do me a lot of good to remember that when I look at myself. Um, although this episode is going to be shorter uh, because I when I was writing this I was exhausted but right now I'm fine. So it might be actually longer than I was planning it to be because I might ad lib some stuff. And at, at the time that I was writing this I also had errands to be running so uh, I, I wrote a note. It's not. It's it's gonna be short, but it's not gonna be this short. I'm not because it felt like a conclusion there. I was like, nope, no, no, no. we're gonna add something to this topic. <laughs> so, I want to also talk about the ever idealized first kiss. Um, now I've never had my first kiss. I know, I know. How can someone so sexy not have ever been kissed before? The crowd is so loud. I I hear you all. I know it's hard to imagine me in all my glory not having been kissed. I know, I know. You might also be wondering, Micah, you've literally been in three relationships. How have you not kissed anyone? Fair question, I say. A fair question indeed. Well, okay, I must remind you that my first two relationships were with guys, and I was actively trying to not have any physical contact with them. Miguel and myself were recently discussing the horror stories of my first relationship, which haunt me to this day. <laughs> and one of them was that my ex tried to kiss me for the first time ever in front of like half the entire school. And I swerved him so hard trying to avoid it that I almost fell over. And then I proceeded to yell at him for trying to kiss me, first of all, and also trying to kiss me in front of the school. Um, and then I ran away. I ran away. Again, in front of the, half the entire school. Not my finest moment, and I'm not proud of that. But also, like, I was 15, maybe, and I panicked, okay? <laughs> what was I, what's a girl supposed to do? She's in a relationship with a guy, and she's a lesbian, and also not a girl. <laughs> what, what was I supposed to do? <laughs> Um, the second horror story was when we, um, the, the same person and I, um, were walking in this park near his house in the evening, and it started raining, and he hugged me. First of all, hated it. I didn't want to touch this man at all. Um, but then he, like, whispered in my ear if he could kiss me, and I went, if I remember correctly, uh, yeah, but, like, I'm really enjoying this, so, like, can, like, like in a minute, uh, <laughs> And then, and then I stayed there, rigid with fear for so long, until he finally said, I think we should go home. And <sighs> it was probably like 30 minutes of me just standing there, hugging him because I was so scared. I, oh my gosh, I should have known. But this one actually makes me feel so foul. It's like one of those weighted vests gets put on me. It's... <sighs> it's so bad. <laughs> I had actually forgotten about this moment until recently uh, when me, me and myself were talking. And, oh, the feeling is so visceral. It's, like, tangible. Like, I can feel it. It's awful. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> okay, I feel like if I announce that I'm going to sneeze, I never do. So I always try to because I don't like sneezing. Fun fact about me. Micah doesn't like sneezing. <laughs> It annoys me. I don't need friends. They disappoint me. Sorry. It just reminded me of that. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. That happened. And then 
we broke up after four months. And then my next relationship, we were dating over quarantine. So I got an easy out with that one. There was like no physical contact at all. Um, I met up with him once. Um, and uh, that, that I almost got kicked out of my house. It was fun. Um, and with my latest relationship, yeah, we already discussed that I'm a pussy and I don't know how to initiate any physical contact at all. Uh, I don't even know how to hug people. Y'all, if, if they're not already going in for a hug, I, I can't hug people. I don't know how to do it. Like, what? How do you, how do you just, I, it, uh, how, how do you know? How do you, what, what do you do? Huh? <laughs> I just like panic and stand there awkwardly staring at the other person and get really sad because I want to hug them. That was an awful noise. Oh my gosh. Anyways. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Look, I really want to hug these people, but I just, I can't initiate hugs. I never learned how to, and I'm scared now to try. <laughs> it's truly pathetic. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I am aware. But I also think that there's such a societal pressure to have your first kiss really young, and I don't subscribe to that at all. It's not like a milestone I'm dying to hit, if that wasn't already obvious. It's like, I don't see the point in kissing someone just to get your first kiss over with. To have that tape on your belt, so to say. Um, so to speak. That's what I meant to say. Goodness. I also don't think one's first kiss has to be such a monumental occasion with rose petals and fireworks either. Like, it can just be a kiss. It doesn't have to be, like, super sentimental. Just an experience. No pressure, no stigma, just a moment. This being said, I don't ever acknowledge this fact about myself to anyone ever. I don't think anyone in my life actually, like, for sure knows this fact. So if you're listening to this, uh, haha, surprise, I guess. I don't know, it's not a big deal. But, like, everyone just assumes that I'm reasonably well-versed in the physical contact area, and I just say nothing. Um, I mean, look, it isn't any of their business, really, but... Also, a part of me is, like, almost embarrassed to admit it, I suppose. Like, it feels really vulnerable, and I also don't think a lot of people think about first kisses in the way that I do, and they all have their own opinions about what should or should have happened. Um, and I, I don't, I don't need, I don't feel a need for their feedback, I guess. And, like, there's also this fear that I have about being behind or falling behind others, which the whole not having had a first kiss thing ties very into very neatly. Like, it is a fear that I do try to console myself in regards in- let me try that again. It's a fear that I do try to console myself in regards with, as I, I know it is nothing of importance, and it is merely a perception of what success should look like proposed by other people, uh, which has nothing to do with me. And everyone's journey is individual and unique, which means it won't line up with this narrative of a perfect, successful life. But it still really gets me. Uh, it, 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 yeah, no, it has a chokehold on me still. I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to work with it, but it's not going well. <laughs> Especially because my life strays so far from all of the lives of the people I surround myself with. Um, and like, all of media, I don't align with, like, any of the media like, the, the characters in media that I see, um, like, it's, it's definitely not to the point where, like, I, I don't see anyone who looks like me, like, I see people who look like me, I just don't see people who 
lead life the same way as me, I guess. Like, there, no one has, like, the same circumstances, and, like, I, I can't, I don't see myself really reflected in media, which is, um, really sucky. And I know it, it sucks a lot more for, like, people of, within the BIPOC community, and, it, it, and people with, like, physical disabilities that are very visible, um, I mean, in general, people with disabilities don't see themselves reflected in media in ways that are appropriate, I would say. Um, I'm forgetting that I'm a person with a disability. I'm also in that category, but, like, I know that BIPOC people definitely have struggled more with not seeing themselves in media, um... And so my, my version of it is less severe, I suppose, than that, but it's still, it still sucks. And I, I do genuinely, like, I, I empathize with their struggle, especially knowing how, how I feel with mine. And yeah, yeah, it sucks. (laughs) Like, I, I essentially have no family. I'm moving country by myself at an age that is unheard of. Um, where that is unheard of. Um, I'm not going to continue my education in the traditional manner. I don't have, like, a relationship, and I don't know. I, I just have no one whose life lines up with mine, and I'm, I'm taking a gap year to save money to move country while I'm watching everyone I love go to college and advance their careers and having these romantic experiences, and I'm left feeling like, did I make the right choice? Uh, and, like, feeling like I'm behind or lesser than because I made a different choice than everyone else. Truth be told, traditional college was never an option for me. Um, all my decisions have been based upon following my dreams, and by Jove, I will see this shit through if it's the last thing I do. It does, however, make me feel really isolated and alone and lesser because I feel so behind everyone else. I feel stupid and like I'm being perceived as reckless, immature, or inexperienced, I suppose. Um, Like a child. As someone who won't make it or as someone who isn't successful, which is really difficult to deal with. Even though success obviously means different things to everyone, there is still this perceived notion that I'm not doing enough, that I'm not enough, that I'm not doing things the right- the right things the right way. So, So difficult. I- so difficult to deal with, especially because at the same time, I'm working so hard to keep up this facade that I'm so confident and have no worries about this very topic to everyone, especially those to whom I serve as an older brother character figure to. Um, I don't want them to see how distressing this experience is and how utterly alone in this world I feel. It's like, I, I want to be someone they can look to and see someone who's who's confident and just makes things happen you know like I want to be someone who inspires them to follow what they they dream of and that things will work out if you are stubborn enough you know like tenacity because I really value that and I I would have loved to have someone like that in my life you know and it's like I'm not super present in all these people's lives like I'm, I'm I'm as present as I can be but you know I it's not like we are genuinely family family so it's, it's not like I can be that like really interconnected 
relationship with them, but, you know, I still want to be someone that they look to and see someone that they're, that inspires them, or someone that they take comfort in the, the ideal of, you know? I don't know if that makes sense, but, yeah, I love being alone, but, oh my gosh, paving a way through life against the raging current is so hard, and it feels hopeless a lot of the time. I constantly feel like I'm just drowning. I mean, I guess I often feel like I also just simply don't belong, in a sense. And this isn't to be email or whatever. Like, I feel so truly out of place everywhere I go, and it's so upsetting. Now that I'm thinking about it, it also might be the autism. It's it's probably the autism, I guess. But still, I just always seem to find myself in social situations that inspire these feelings, and I honestly don't know how to deal with it. Ultimately, I know that I'm making the right decisions for me, but would it kill to make things a little less like trying to fight my way through the ocean just to get across? Would it really? I don't know. But hold for Doma, Yuri. Hold for Doma. Anyways, I think I'm going to end this episode here. <coughs> Holy moly, my throat is... Yeah, my throat is saying this needs to be a shorter episode. Holy shit. Ow. <laughs> I know it's a shorter one this week, but I apparently just can't right now. And I also haven't read yet because I record the, recorded this, wrote this, recorded this in the first free moment I had. So I haven't gotten the chance, but hopefully I will this week. Uh, I've been missing it quite a bit. Oh, and some news for y'all. I did not clean my room the evening I recorded my last podcast like I said I would. But I did clean it two mornings after, so I hope y'all are proud of me. Because I am proud of me, at least. Um, yeah. I have a picnic with bestie Olivia tomorrow morning, and I'm so excited. Um, after I end this podcast, I'm going to take out my trash and make pasta for for the event. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> Olivia was tasked with uh, drinks and like a sweet bread product or just like anything extra. I'm bringing oranges and like the mandarin oranges and pesto pasta. Because last time I brought boba and strawberries. I think I, no, I also brought muffins because we were both going to bring a fruit and then Olivia was getting, like making a charcuterie board. Um, And I was, I, I just picked up some stuff. So, this time, Olivia was like, I want to do the drinks this time. So, I was like, okay. Um, so, we'll be pesto pasta. I'm very excited. But Olivia texted me saying, because uh, earlier she asked if um, she could pick up croissants for the thing. Because um, she was, like, asking for ideas on what to bring. I was like, I don't know. Like, any bakery item, I suppose, would be fine. And she goes croissants and I'm like okay I, I forgot that I really hate croissants um not that I guess <laughs> anything else though um and she went okay sick and then later she texts me and goes do you want to know what I'm bringing to the picnic tomorrow and I was like sure I guess because last time she kept um the we we did this thing where um we're Olivia's like okay I'm not going to tell you what fruit I'm going to bring 
and just hope that you don't bring the same one. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. And it's like, there are two fruits that we always think of with picnics, and those are strawberries and grapes, the green grapes specifically. And so I was like, okay, in my head, the order of those is green grapes first, strawberries second. And apparently in Olivia's head, it's strawberries first and green grapes second. Because I was like, okay, I'm going to go with the second choice. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go with the first choice. Um, and that, so we both ended up bringing a lot of strawberries. But this time she was like, okay, do you want to know what I'm bringing? And I was like, okay, I guess. And she was like, okay. Um, well, I was really expecting you to like croissants, and so when you said no, I panicked and just bought a, a loaf of sourdough bread. <laughs> so, we're gonna have some pesto pasta, um, some oranges, and sourdough bread. And, honestly, it sounds like a great-ass time. I'm very excited. Um, but yeah, no, my, my throat hurts so much. So I'm hereby declaring this podcast episode over. Thank you all for listening to the Sexually Anxious Podcast hosted by me, aka Micah. I hope this week treats you well, and as always, stay sexy, soldiers. Wow, this this episode is short. Last episode was longer, though, so. Uh, it is what it is. Stay sexy, soldiers. Have a good week.